Hi, we're Mel and Emily, licensed estheticians and co-founders of The Skin Distillery. Welcome to The Lounge, a show about two Estee Besties who will have a cocktail or two and converse about their journey in the treatment room. We're hoping our experiences can make you laugh, relate, or educate you on something you didn't know. Today's episode is... Goals without a plan are just a dream. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be gonna be like, what did you say? I, <laughs> I was gonna say that, but then I just said, ooh. And then I was like, did I say it too fast? I had to really think about that. You guys, it's Monday. We're tired. But we're excited to be here and we're starting. I think all of our drinks today are alcoholic, so it should be a good batch day. Yes, we're gonna have fun. Obviously, starting off in a goofy mood, so <laughs> ah, we're here. We're here. All right. Stay Let's tuned. go. All right, so with every episode, we have a drink. Typically, it's a variation of a non-alcoholic, alcoholic, or coffee beverage. And today, we are – I'm so excited about this one. So as you know, McDonald's is very famous for their shamrock shakes. And shamrock shits, we call it after you you drink it. But they're so good. I love them. They're the best. And like I remember in high school, I would look forward to this every year, every March. And so we thought it would be fun to put our little spin on a shamrock shake and do a shamrock martini. Yeah. So we have the vanilla mint shake Bailey's. It's a limited edition. This is the cutest bottle. Oh, my word. So cute. It has like this vintage like flair to it. It's so cute. So you can do like a blended shake over ice cream in a shot. We decided to do a martini version of this. So it's like an adult version of a shamrock shake. Yeah. it And it tastes really good on its own, you guys. Um, so I almost felt like guilty like mixing it with ice cream and stuff because I was like, I don't need it. I just need this on the rocks. So right. we're doing ours. Um, Katie's going to make it look really pretty when we actually do it um, for our drinks. But we are making little mini martinis. And we have a little chocolate syrup. And so cute. Little shaken with some Godiva liqueur chocolate. Oh, and it smells amazing. And then the Bailey's vanilla mint sh- like shake. So take take a sip. Okay, um, here cheers. we go. Cheers. Yep. 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 <laughs> what time is it? Is it even 10 a.m.? Yeah, on a Monday. Oh, no. <laughs> this is so good. I know. Oh. Like, you know it's good when you're like, don't even like. The chocolate in it really adds something too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It was good with no chocolate because I tried it straight up the other day. But this might be like, it's such a good after dinner drink, you know, just like cleanse the palate. A little something. Oh, yeah. Guys, guys, this is it. Run. This is the drink of the month. I, um, so we'll be airing this episode during St. Patty's week. So I think this will be perfect. So if you, I got this at Total Wine. So I'm assuming you probably get it at your local liquor store this week for St. Patty's week. Very good. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm not normally a huge Bailey's person, but when I saw the vanilla mint shake, I was like sold. I love Bailey's. Um, so works for me. All right. I feel good already. <laughs> it was too. like, oh, I'm a little, a, little t- a little tired, but now I'm like ready to roll. Zing. This got this. Um, yeah. This, this, this What am I saying? Never mind. It's Let's Monday. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> We're just struggling to talk today, you guys. Ah, okay. All right, you guys. So. I'm kind of doing like a check-in with you all because um, 
I heard this quote from Tori Dunlap, um, goals without a plan are just a dream. And you may know her. Um, she does the financial feminist podcast. She's amazing. I love her. I love her. I'm really inspired by her and I take a lot of her stuff. She says to like heart. And so when she made that statement, it really stuck with me and it's kind of been my mantra, 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 mantra for 2023. Um, so what does that mean to me? It's making myself physically write down what I want to make for a year, broken down to monthly goals and then broken down between retail sales and services. So I'm an esthetician. I own a skincare studio. I want to hold myself accountable and growing my business and revenue. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so literally this, I mean, I am definitely an overachiever personality, like a type A to the T, but like really like this year I was like, we're really going to look at the numbers even more aggressively. And in order to hit certain numbers I want to hit, I really have to like have a plan of attack. I can't just like, Oh, I hope I make this much, but then I have nothing to like look at and see if I'm pacing. Right. Yep. Okay. So I wanted to kind of do a check-in with everybody because we're now in March. And so it's kind of like the first quarter of your business, right? So quarters are three months. There's four of them in a year. And I kind of want to see like how everybody's doing and like even Emily. So it's going to be kind of um, (laughs) interesting. And the point of this is not to make you feel bad. If anything, it's like if you've started something and then just like fell off the wagon or if you haven't started anything at all, like you still have time. Like, Oh yeah. It's never too late. It's never too late. So I'm going to have this episode in two parts. The first part is just kind of like figuring out who you are, where you're at right now. Um, And then the second part is like me listing four easy steps in how to create your plan or goals for your business. Okay. So this is what type of person you are. I've made up these own categories myself. Oh, okay. Okay. This isn't read anywhere, but this is like <laughs> four types of categories I see. Okay. Um, so there's the high flyer. This is the person you made the goals and you are staying on track. You are crushing it right now. You're like ready to roll. Like you've been holding yourself accountable. And so you might be like, well, this episode isn't for me. Wrong. I still think there's a lot to take away from the second part of this episode. So I would recommend keep listening. Hang tight. Hang Stay tight. with us. Okay, this is the next one, the defeatist. This one made goals. Like you made your goals, but you already quit. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you make your goals for 2023 and you've already fallen off the wagon? Who fucking cares? Like we all fall off course. Get back on. Get back on it. Yeah. It takes so much discipline to stay on course. And again, I mean, like, for me to work out X amount of days a week, like that took many years of discipline. For me to do my skincare routine morning and night, like that takes discipline. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you have to check in maybe daily to stay on top of it. So don't beat yourself up because it takes a lot of discipline um, to stay on top of your financial goals with your business when you're trying to deal with booking appointments, when you're trying to deal with like client communication, when you're dealing with emails, when you're dealing with your personal life, whether it's your family, like your animals, like everything can get really overwhelming. Yes. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So don't beat yourself up. Get back on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. You got this guys. The procrastinator forgot to make goals. Still procrastinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were going to make goals, but just sort of got busy. 
<laughs> and Listen, life happens. Life happens. I think a lot of people could relate to this. So yeah. again, like if you haven't written them down, like do it this week. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. And then lastly, the do nothings. Didn't want to, didn't know how to, or just felt lost. Yep. And this one I think is a big one for a lot of people. And I want you to know you are not alone. But what I find is when you do not have a sufficient understanding of your business to create your goals, you're not going to be able to make your goals, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and this could be somebody that just started a business and you have no idea how much money you can make, right? Yeah. So you get overwhelmed. You're like, I don't even know like how to like write down my goals, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe don't think of it as a money thing. Maybe think like, I want to have my books full by July or I want to grow my Instagram or I want to I love that like yes it doesn't have to be money it doesn't have to be monetary it just has to be something so that like when you hit it you feel like you're accomplishing something moving towards your end game so the biggest thing is goals are their own goals are only the result of knowing yourself or your business well enough right so it's hard to create goals if you don't know those two things absolutely so again, like this could be more of a personal goal or a big business goal, but if you don't know yourself or your business well enough, you can't really write a good goal. Correct. So yeah. Um, Emily, yes. where are you out of those four categories? Well for a combination. I think I um I relate to pre- I relate to all of them, actually. I feel like depending on what category you ask me about, I could probably say a few of them. Yeah. Um, I would probably have to say I'm maybe, I'm not a procrastinator. Like I have my goals. Okay. I just am bad about checking in on them. I would, I would say you're somewhat of a defeatist, maybe more so. Maybe. Cause it's like you made them, but you're not like checking in. Yeah. That yes. Yes. Not because I don't care or because I feel like I'm not doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, another thing to do. another thing to do yes but yeah. I mentally like at the beginning of the year I had my goals I said I want to make this amount per month yeah love that and I have like the last time I checked I was sticking to that Pacing. yes um right. and so this is just a good reminder to me to go back in and just kind of check like relook yeah like a temperature check okay where am I at I think what love I think that. what happens yes I think maybe I am a defeatist because I take cancellations to heart yeah I know because it's like dang this is like my business this is my money blah 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 so a a goal of mine that I'm working on is letting it go Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. realizing like okay because how I see cancellations is I'm like oh that's a hit against my goal Mm -hmm. that's a hit against like what I'm trying to achieve that is like oh you know when in reality it's like this has nothing to do with me this is just life cancellations happen I've had to cancel appointments it's very rare but like it happens and so the thing is there's always something to fill that spot and so I just like with release yeah you I just find that things come to me when I release them yeah and so that's what I'm working on I think not only I mean cancellations obviously affect our income and can affect like what we're pacing for yeah but like this year in Minnesota we've had so many snowstorms and like February is a short month and so like I was like I had a goal I was pacing Mm -hmm. and basically the like the last week of February like we had to close the studio two days and like I couldn't get those people into like the following week which that means like the income doesn't get deposited into my bank account till March so like yeah my February numbers are lower than Mm -hmm. I wanted but like 
It wasn't my fault. And the March will be bigger. So it's going right. to all balance out if you're being proactive. But yes, like, that's the thing. Proactive. I think it gets, sometimes you do get stuck on the numbers. You're like, oh, I was so close to yes. hitting it. Yes. And it is exciting. But I'm like, okay, well, March is just going to make more. And then really my whole quarter between like January, I hit my numbers. February, yep. I didn't because of snowstorms. And then um, March, I know I'm going to hit my numbers fingers crossed yep. and then he'd be higher. So then overall the quarter will be hit. Yes, right. Exactly. And for me, I've had to like turn it into a little bit of a game where it's like, okay, or so, I'll sell more retail or so, exactly. Or like I'll, how can I get creative in this instead of looking at it from a negative standpoint? It's like, okay, I always have to flip the switch, change my mindset. Yeah. And that's what I've been working on. And, um, um, like for example, this week I had so many cancellations last week. And I was like, what the heck? Like, okay, I feel really defeated in this moment, but how can I switch this around? So what Mm -hmm. I decided to do was instead of trying to fill that spot at the beginning of my morning, I said, okay, I'm going to actually open up my evening and see if anybody takes my evening and I'm going to take my morning off. See? And it worked out so well. And I feel like Last week was less stressful for me just in general because I changed my mindset when I felt defeated about something. I think that's genius. Yes. I think that's the biggest thing is like I think you have to be an, a creative – I mean like I used to do marketing and sales and you always have to kind of be creative, right? Like if one thing doesn't work for that person that you tried to sell them or present them, somebody else might benefit from it better. Yeah. And Absolutely. So it might benefit you better too because maybe that person that you originally were hoping to work with wouldn't have been a, a great client Absolutely. or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. So. And it's just like letting go of control. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys, I it's so funny how much I hated math in high school mm. and like barely passed. In high school? What are you talking about? I hate math right now. In college, high school. No, it's so weird. So I love doing fast math on like how much money I can make with like oh, services and studio. Oh, I thought you were talking studio. about like ge- geometry or something. Oh, no, I'm not that smart. We can do addition. Yeah, throw me some numbers. Throw me some <laughs> multiplication, division, <laughs> plusing, oh minusing, um, <laughs> aka adding, subtracting. Exactly. Plusing, um, minusing. <laughs> math. Yeah. Um, okay. So whatever category you were, who cares? Own it and take charge, right? Yeah, there's no shame in this. No, I mean, it's, it's just, just like I wanted, how we operate sometimes naturally. And I also think like being realizing how you operate, right? Yes. Okay. So let's make some revenue goals with your business. I'm going to share this to you in like real life examples. I'm going to break it down in four a four-step process, okay? Okay. So this might sound like common sense, but uh, you would be surprised how many spot owners I know who don't actually know the revenue from last month or even last week. Yeah. Which is in like alarming. Mm-hmm. So that they don't know their revenue from last week. I don't know my revenue last week. I didn't check. <laughs> I can check right now. Jeez. <laughs> I check weekly, you guys. I don't check daily, but I, I check do bi weekly. I check weekly, and here's why because I like to see what I'm pacing for services and revenue because I have revenue numbers I want to hit for, I'm sorry, services and retail. So I have retail numbers I want to hit. So Retail is a great way for me to make money if I'm not in studio. Yes. So like I was in Mexico and there was a Glymed Plus sale and I like had already pre-planned for it before my trip, like sent out the, like pre-made the email templates. And then on my trip, I spent like a half an hour of my time posting some stuff about some things. And I was like, cool, I made $1,000 in gross retail sales today Mm -hmm. and I'm not even at the studio. I'm in Mexico on my trip. 
And so that's what it took pre-planning. If you hadn't pre-planned, you might have missed out on that sale. Exactly. So that's where I'm like maybe a little more aggressive than some people, but I'm always like, okay, that's a even, you know, like even if it was $100, $100 more than I had. So, okay. First step, analyze your past data. What was your gross business revenue last year? This is the perfect time of year because you should be looking into that right now because it's tax season. So I know. Yeah. Don't get scared, you guys. I'm not going to go into tax stuff, but you (laughs) should know what your gross revenue was last year. You should know what your net revenue was. Gross is the overall sales. Yep. Net is your actual profit once you minus the expenses. So an easy number, let's just pretend you made $100,000 gross. And your profit was $60,000, which means $40,000 was expenses. Okay. Yeah. Now, with that $60,000 or with $100,000, let's say you made, also you want to break down into what, like, for example, for us, we do retail sales and services. Mm-hmm. So we want to know what was retail sales and what was services. Okay. So let's say we looked at our numbers last year. We made a hundred, like these are just thrown out numbers, you guys. Like, so we're like, okay, we made a hundred thousand dollars, but we only took home 60,000. Okay. Yeah. It's just like easy math for everybody. Yep. Now the reason you need to know step one is because step two is deciding your goal dollar amount you want to make for this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is, this is where it gets exciting, you guys. Yep. And, um, I'm going to give you two options of like, how I would break down how I'd want to make my revenue this year. And so first option, the easy one is most people like to choose to make more money. That's mm-hmm. usually the case with most businesses is like they want to increase, whether that be 5% more this year, 10%, 20%, et cetera. So mm-hmm. if you're like, okay, well, I would really like to walk home with $100,000 net income and like maybe like your goal is to do $200,000 now gross, okay? Like I'm just throwing numbers out there, okay? Yeah. Now you have to decide, like, do you want to do that or do you want to work less and make the same amount of money? That can also be an option. Yes. So here's a really good visual example of me doing math that when I like seeing math. So let's pretend you charge $100 a facial, okay? All right. You do 40 facials a month, Emily. Yes. And you do in a year about 480 facials a year, okay? Uh So that's $48,000 in revenue. Mm Mm-hmm. Just from facials. Just from facials. Nothing else. This is gross. Obviously, no expenses have been taken off. Now, let's just say you say, okay, I want to raise my prices to $150 mm-hmm. a facial. Mm-hmm. So now you do 40 facials a month. That's 480 facials a year at $150 a facial. Yeah. That's $72,000 a year. It's quite a jump. So that's $24,000 more mm-hmm. than last year. Just by increasing it by $50. With the same expenses. So really, you're making good money. But if you're like, Mel, I don't want to work as much. Okay, that's fine too. But then keep your increased rate. You could work less and make the same amount you made last year. And that's fine too. There's no wrong or right reason. But you need to be aware of like you should, how your business is working for you. Yes. And how you're working for your business. You need to work smarter, not harder. Exactly. And that is where like doing this simple math, like even raising your facial from 100 to 125, like that's a huge difference a year. 
and expenses are getting more expensive for a lot of us studio owners. Um, rent and supplies and disposables and skincare products are all just getting more increased. So you should be looking at increasing your prices at somewhat for this year if you haven't done so already. Yes. And this is why. Like I'm like, holy shit, a $50 increase per facial means I made made $24,000 more than last year by doing the same thing. Just increasing price. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Exactly. It does get exciting once you kind of start talking about it in this way. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And it's like when you – because I'm not naturally gifted in this area of life, but Mel always talks me through it and she's like basically breaks it all down like how she is with you guys right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, this is actually not as overwhelming as I thought. It's kind of fun to think about. It is. And it is like a game. It's a game. Mm -hmm. It's a game. And – like once you get good at the game, then you can get like even better. Like like um, you're not cheating, but like you're getting more witty about how to play the game. Yes. Like okay, well, I'm gonna increase the prices here because like I'm starting to maybe feel resentful. Like I'm not fe- like I'm doing too many. I need to do less facials, so I'm gonna increase my prices. Or I this ra- this should be more because I am offering a very good service. So blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So now okay. I we're gonna use the two hundred thousand dollars a year as our example, just because again I think it's an easy number to work with. Yeah. So now the third step is okay. The first step was analyze past data. The second step is making your goal. So like we decided we want to make two hundred thousand dollars a year. Let's just say. Now we're on the third step. You're gonna break down that dollar amount throughout the year. This is really important because two hundred thousand dollars as a whole feels like overwhelming. I think. Mm-hmm. Or can feel overwhelming for someone. And so now what we're going to do is break that down quarterly, monthly, and weekly. So quarterly, that's about $50,000 a quarter. So that's, you know, like January, February, March, I should make about $50,000 gross. Yep. Yep. Monthly would be about $16,600 a month. And weekly would be about $4,150. Okay. Now, the reason we do this is because... You might one week make three thousand, but the next week make five thousand. So it always kind of balances out. I'm never on point with my actual weekly goal, but I like to see it to see if I'm pacing. Yeah. So if I see I a agree. light week, then I'm like, fuck, I need to ramp it up next week. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I need to go in a little bit more. Maybe I like need to push more retail. Like I need to like know. So that's really important is breaking it down. And um, so like again, yearly goal, quarterly, monthly, and weekly very important. It's easy math. You know, I'm just taking $200,000 divided by four to get the 50,000. I'm taking 200,000 divided by 12 to get the 16,600 a month. And I'm taking the 16,600 divided by four on average. Some yeah. months might have five weeks, but on average, most months are four to that $4,150 a week. Okay. Yep. So this is a good, we just talked about this prior to like going into the breakdown is just like, I hit my January numbers. I was super pumped. It like made me really motivated to like keep kicking ass, right? Yeah. Then February, I got kind of hosed with some snowstorm shit and some cancellations. And so my February numbers are less than I wanted them to be, but I know I'll make that for March. Yeah. So like even, even me, who's like a very like type A goal setter, like I can't control sometimes outside factors. No exactly. one can. Exactly. But I'm having something to hold me accountable to so I can still at least try to like keep moving forward. Yeah. Even when I don't hit my numbers. Yeah, that's good. So last step, and I think this is really important too, is now that you know what you want to make, you know, for the year, you need to break that down between what things you offer. So again, we're service-based and retail-based. So the reason why this is so important is um, last year, a 
a third of my income came from retail sales. Yeah, I was shocked when Mel told me her numbers. I was like, wow. And I feel like if fractions are not your thing, Mm -hmm. a third, here's what that means. So if I made $180,000 last year, that means $60,000 of it came from retail. Yeah. That's insane. That's a lot. That is insane. Insane. And so if you're an esthetician who's not taking advantage of selling retail, you are missing out big time on a on lot of income, a lot of income, but also helping people. Because yeah. if your clients aren't using the skincare routines that you're recommending to them, they're not going to get the results. And I don't, it's just not like, to me, that's like the point of being an esthetician. Yes. I love working with virtual clients because I can I get to see, I just posted today a really great, beautiful before and after photo of a mm. virtual client. She's, she's never even been to an esthetician and she just wanted to help with her skincare. And she doesn't even live in state and she's on a pretty modest routine, but like the results are insane. And that to me, like, that's why I love selling retail because 80% is done at home. 20% of seeing me. Exactly. Yeah. And she would come see me, I bet, if she lived here, but she doesn't. So again, that's why I like retail is really important, um, I think, in showing your professionalism as an esthetician, yep. but also a huge income revenue maker for you. Yep. And so you need to know um, what you're making in retail and what you're making in services. And so to give you some perspective, again, if your goal was $200,000, that means you would do $66,000 with retail would be a third and 132000 would be from studio income. So monthly, 5500 would come from retail and 11000 from studio. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's wild. And some months <laughs> my retail might be higher. My studio is less. So like I, I yeah. kind of balance. But like again, I and I think there's potential to make way more than what I'm even listing now yeah. because of dropship, because of – like the virtual consults with clients. Like I think there's a huge opportunity for a lot of estheticians to jump onto that wagon if they're looking to not maybe be in studio as much. Yeah, big time, big time. And if maybe you are making more than these numbers and maybe you're not, but this is just like a really good ballpark to kind of- This is me just giving you, yeah. these are not Emily and my numbers. Right. Um, But I do think if you're an esthetician, you should be making six figures. Like I- It can happen so easy. It can happen so easily. Um, if you just put your head down a little bit, I mean, it's wild to me to think about the amount of money that we both make in a short amount of time. Like we've only if we're, been, if we're hustling. Yeah. yeah. But like, we've only been in business for three years and mm-hmm. by year two, we were both making six figures. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's something I never thought was possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's where like, that's, and I'm like, I'm just like, and that's me not even having a clue about numbers or, you know what I mean? Like this is all very challenging to me. So I want people who are listening, who maybe feel like, oh, dang, I'm not there yet. Or like, this is overwhelming. That's okay. Like I get overwhelmed by this too. Yeah. And And we're not showcasing all the expenses either. I'm just showcasing you like a gross number that you're trying to hit, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So just think like, okay, if you can make that amount of money, just being like, unorganized. <laughs> Think about how much more you, you, you could, could make, make by having an actual a plan. Set of a plan. Yes. A lot. Hello. More. Like just to give people an idea, like I have a goal of basically being about $50,000 more than I did last year, which yep. is like, whoa, how can you do that? But I did the math and I was like, this is not an unrealistic goal. It's like very doable. I just have to kind of put my head down and be aggressive on certain things. And like, I'm, I have a feeling I'll hit those numbers yeah. if I keep like, keep the trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, a goal without a plan is just just a dream. dream. 
And um, we want you guys all to succeed. And again, this kind of stuff makes me really excited when I start doing fast numbers like that of how you can improve or change your directory of your business. So hopefully this is helpful for you guys. Any other last words, Emily? No, I think, well, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, just don't give up. Don't get overwhelmed. Keep calm, deep breaths, and just like go for it. This yes. is all like such good information and something that is so tangible that can actually get you to where you want to be. So take 15 minutes this week to just sit down, look at your numbers, put it on a post-it note and tape it and put yes. it literally in your bathroom mirror. Like literally pick a number that you think you want to hit, break that, divide that by 12 months, divide that by four weeks, like that number. Yep. Put it on your fridge or fridge or mm -hmm. mirror so you visually can see that number weekly. And exactly. I think it will manifest itself. Yes. And sometimes we need even narrower things. So like, okay, for example, for me, um, we lease space from MK Aesthetics and we partner with them a lot on different things. And so when it comes to um, is clinical, sometimes Morgan will have challenges where mm -hmm. she's like, okay, whoever can sell the most peels gets a gift card. I don't really care about the gift card to be honest she with you. She just wants to win. I just want to, I just want to sell. And so to me, having a, a tangible goal of like, I want to sell X amount of peels. This will get me to where I want to be. Yep. Boom. Pick two or three products that you know are very generically good for everyone and just sell the and heck out of, the shit out of it. Yes. Because here's the thing. If you worked for another, if you were, worked at another spa before, or if you worked for Sephora freelancing, I think when you work for a company, they give you goals, they give you incentives. But when you're by yourself, you have to create the goals and incentives on your own. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what overwhelms me. But if someone's like, do this, I'm like, and I will, me. and I'll do that to Emily all the yes, time. Exactly. So, and it works. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Here's the goal setting. Woo.